Hi guys, my name is Alvin. And I'm Lexi. Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk, where questions in life will be answered by God through the Bible. Because our goal is to help you discover the goodness of the Lord, one question at a time. Hi guys, we are so delighted to have you back with us this Monday. And I'm pretty sure that Lexi has another hard question in store for us. Well, I guess you're right. So Alvin, you know that I've been thinking a lot these days on how to grow our new business venture, right? And since there are so many factors to consider before I am able to come up with a decision, I found myself repeatedly asking this question. How do I really know God's will? In order to best answer your question, let me share to you the story of Elijah and how he was fleeing for his life from Jezebel, the evil wife of King Ahab. You see, Elijah exposed the false prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel and showed the people that there was only one true God. But after all of these, instead of getting rest and victory, he received a death threat from the queen. So he hid himself in a cave on Mount Horeb and sought God's will. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11-13, to you'll see that the Lord instructed him to go out and stand on the mountain because he was about to pass by. First came a great and powerful wind that tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake either. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire as well. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So what lessons can we draw from this story? First, in a series of events that display the power of nature, from the wind to the earthquake, then the fire, though they are all terrifying signs, we noticed that the Lord was not in any of these occurrences. So what does this mean for us? It means that in life, we are constantly battered with scenarios that might lead us to believe that those are actually signs from the Lord, but in fact, aren't. That is so true. I've actually made several decisions misinterpreting occasions a sign from the Lord only to end up in mistakes and disappointments. So how do we exactly prevent this from happening? Good question. Just like Elijah, we must initially clear our minds from all distractions for us to hear his voice. In order to do this, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us not to copy the behavior and customs of this world, but to let God transform us by changing the way we think. Only then will we know God's will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I see. So what you're saying is to clear our minds from all the doubts and fears essentially making it into a blank slate. Then, 
letting God's word saturate us until his good and perfect will is unfolded. Exactly. And this brings us to our second point, how we think. When God asked Elijah what he was doing in a cave, he wanted to know what was in his heart. And the same goes for us. Whenever we do something, our prime motivation must be for the glory of God. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31? We are instructed that in whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we do it all for the glory of God. Hmm, so now I understand. The next time I am confronted with a decision to make, I must first ask myself, will this action bring glory to God? If it does, then it is part of God's will. Correct. And not only that, we are told in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, not to act thoughtlessly, but to understand what the Lord's will is, which is found in verses 1 and 2, to imitate God in everything we do and live a life of love following the example of Christ. Amen. But Alvin, like everyone else, I've prayed, I've fasted, and I've sought the Lord. But when will He reveal His will to me? Hmm, that's a valid question. But do you remember that God's gentle whisper to Elijah only came after nature's three glaring displays of power? This means that God is teaching us patience. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22, he says, I am the Lord. When the time is right, I will do it quickly. Now the good thing about walking with the Lord is that you don't have to worry about the when and whys of life. Because like Paul, I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ as found in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Wow, that's a lot of things to take in. First, clearing our minds. Second, waiting for the Lord. And lastly, doing things out of love and respect. Well, this is not easy to do, right? I know, but because Jesus is our strength and hope, He is working in us to give us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him as written in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. And our prayer to all our listeners is that God will fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. If you have questions that you've been struggling to find answers to, Send us a message and we'll let the Bible do the talking. See you all next Monday. God bless you. Bye.